Alright <laughs> I don't know if I should be looking at the camera Or if I should be looking at you um, We are testing something out uh, That's new guys We're doing a brand new intro for this channel Because we've been doing kind of like the Logo animation And then kind of me the same Yo 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 What's good everybody And I kind of want to break up the monotony And kind of intro every channel Or every video uh, You know New In a new way <laughs> Ooh Yeah I didn't know how to word that We just want to be a little bit new f Fresh And something that's a little bit different you already said break up the monotony right yeah, yeah yeah. and by the way this is the second time we do this intro because chuck forgot to record the video for the Oopsie. first time but so, we recorded yeah. the audio so if you want to hear that <laughs> uh keem fucked up his words like 20 times at the beginning but anyways today we got dana anderson in the house and as you guys can see because he is not sitting in his chair yet uh we're here a little bit early we, we kind of want to you know talk about we what are, what are your hopes to, to talk about in this episode man because i know what i know what i want to ask is i want to ask like how he got started with with all the all the work that he does because actually you know what i should do that because i didn't do it i did it in the original but i didn't do it yet uh read the bio for who he yeah, is yeah read the bio <laughs> real quick dana anderson is the co-founder of the isi group industry supporting industry uh an independent arts and entertainment company established in 2011 focusing its efforts on custom large scale mural work for home and business as well as the per as well as producing original events showcasing local artists musicians djs dancers and more that's so dope. Yeah, so pretty much, man, for those who kind of like don't understand what I just said, is he does large murals, which is like kind of like, uh, man, man, I might be butchering this. I don't know if it's, it's graffiti. You nope, know what I mean? It it's not graffiti. It's art. We did look up the, the definition of mural, and it's painting on a wall. Mm. That's basically what it is. So I guess yeah. like maybe he, what I'm hoping to learn from him is what he did in the past, like, you know, and if he has any history on graffiti. I don't yeah. even know what the term graffiti comes from either yeah he, he's, he looks like he's got a pretty interesting background man but before we get started don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel if you have not yet please and smash that like button yo you guys should have seen the first please. intro we did i kept trying to say throw a banana at that like button and i butchered it so bad that it sounded weird he was like <laughs> and then he said like literally i was talking so fast that i was like blah, blah. but anyways yeah without further ado we present dana anderson Thank y'all for tuning in. Boom. There you go. Stop. Oh my God, bro. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. I hope you guys like that new intro. It's uh, fresh, fresh tomatoes. What up, Dana? What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> That's kind of the I way like I'm that. enjoying these episodes that was now. Really good. Fresh <laughs> tomatoes. Fresh, fresh tomatoes. Dana Anderson. Right. Better than rotten tomatoes. So people go. already kind of know who you are and what you do because I kind of gave like an intro before you got here. Um, but just if you had to give like an elevator pitch real quick, like what what is your background? Okay, uh, my name is Dana Anderson. Um, I am the co-creator of Industry Supporting Industry or ISI Group um, with my business partner Philip Lamone. Uh, we primarily do live art and uh, independent art and uh, entertainment events and, mm -hmm. mur and mural work. So we do a lot of custom buildings and walls for businesses, restaurants, bars, casinos, whatever it may be, um, mm -hmm. client relations, cons you know. And it's 100% legal. <laughs> um, you mean as far as what we paint? Well, yeah, because the thing is, we are kind of ignorant to the whole like uh, painting kind of world. So when when I <laughs> yeah. when when I saw what you were doing, and we talked about this in the intro, it's kind of like we saw you like painting on walls and this like that. But this is stuff that you're getting paid for, right? Yeah, this is stuff that is like this your is, it's commission work. So, commission work. So there we go. I, I would be. I'm I'm a consultant. So mm -hmm. basically, the client will reach out to ISI Group based on the, the previous works that we've done and the, the community that we've built and the name that we've built represent, um, sorry, should I say, reputation that we've built for uh -huh. ourselves. 
so we get reached out to by different entities and they want XYZ or, or whatever. And, um, a lot of them don't know what they want. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much 90% of them. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. A lot of, a lot of people don't know exactly how that kind of, how ISI works and how the arts, all that thing kind of happens. But a lot of the time the it's behind the scenes with myself and Phil coming up with the concepts and making them come to fruition on, Mm -hmm. on the wall that's given to us. So it's like, you know, um, I had a supplement, I had a a meeting today with a supplement company, uh, like an herbal company and, uh, not marijuana, but we have done a lot of stuff with, with cannabis community too. So well, we're, we're down with that. Yeah, no, no, no. How, how long from when, from the point when, when a client reaches out to you and goes, yo, we want to do this mural, even if they have an idea for it, like how long generally, or is it, does it vary project to project? How long do you have to complete it or to work on it? Yeah, it's, it's super dependent on the project. Um, for example, every now and then we'll do one that will take, yeah, six months or something. It takes a super long time yeah. and that's, and that's totally behind the scenes stuff. And, and that's usually stuff that doesn't even get to the, to the artist's hands until, the concept and and has all been approved so that we kind of uh are the mediary between the the client and the artist because a lot of the artists don't have that that wherewithal to market themselves that way and want to deal with the back and forth with corporate people which is it's very tiresome um oh yeah yeah same with the same with having you know the right insurances and and um and all those those little things that you have the hoops you have to jump it's the part of the business that a lot of artists don't want to deal with yeah and there's a lot and there's definitely a lot of that you know um but every now and then we get a, a nice and simple one. Like literally yesterday, myself and Brett Rosepiler, which is an artist that works with us a lot, um, painted at Herbally Grounded, which is a, a like a natural herbal store. And they hit me up on like Monday, like not this Monday, last Monday. Uh-huh. And they were like, we want some sunflowers behind our booth. And we were like, all right, dope. Drew it up, boom, done, painted it out last night. Mm. So that sometimes that happens and it's super easy and they the, the, the client knows what they want or they're very, very willing to bend and like, listen to us and then it's easy but sometimes it's not like that Mm. sometimes you deal with you deal with a lot of back and forth and a lot of like uncertainty like have you ever done a piece and they said oh no i don't like this reset it it's only happened once it's only happened once yeah it's only happened once and and we've been doing murals since 2014 um we we started in 2011 but we started doing murals with we did the link mural project at the link i don't know if you guys ever saw that i saw the video yeah so the link mural project was really really dope um it was 23 walls we started out with so at the time we were doing um, the Brooklyn Bowl, uh-huh. we were doing uh, auction shows there. So we mm-hmm. had live artists painting for auctions and um, the auction proceeds went directly to the artists. And then we'd have like different bands on stage, local bands and DJs and whatever it would be. Um, excuse me. And the uh, the VP over there at the time was John Gray, which is now the back to being the president or vice president at the Palms, which is doing all the dope shit at the Palms right now. Yeah. Um, He's a rad guy, and he and he wanted us to do something on the promenade. He's like, we need to, you know, let's do some canvas stuff down here. Let's just bring some of these live painters and kind of put them down the promenade and give people something to watch. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they had the big archways there because it was previous to a lot of the businesses being open. This is like when Link was pretty new. Mm-hmm. So there was like Brooklyn Bowl and a few other flagships, but a lot of empty space. And they were just archways, and they were, they were purple and blue, and they said the Link on them, like little, you know? Yeah. We're like, you know, why don't we, why don't we paint these instead? And the, and they were just like, whoa, like well, you can do that. And I was like, fuck yeah, we definitely can do that, you know. And that was just a moment that we saw the right opportunity kind of unfolded in front of us, and they they gave us a shot. They didn't they didn't sign anything first. They were like, okay, well, let's do one. You know, we did two in one night. We had four we had two artists on one and two artists on the other live in the middle of the promenade, and we had it like more of like a spectacle. We allowed it. We wanted people to watch. You know, yeah, what I mean, the, right, live, right. the live element of it. And there was, you know, a couple hundred people out there watching. And so the VP was like, damn, this is, we have something here, you know? 
So we created a proposal and did all that kind of thing. And that was our, I think that was our first big step into like creating something and branding something. Like we, we gave it the name and we, we created the, the, the way it worked. There was 23 walls originally, mm-hmm. so, which is a lot. And it was, we did one a week. So we started at the bottom. We did one boom, 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 all the way up. And then once we got to the top, it would, it would take about three months or so. Once we got to the top, we'd start over. So we did that six times. So, wow. we, so we did like 200 different walls Damn. and they were with all different artists. A lot of them were local. Uh, we didn't all local at first. And then we were just like, you know, like we have this now we kind of have the run of it. We know how to do it. We know now we, we have the door open. Let's bring in some people that we really like that we want to work with, mm-hmm. which is rad. That's really rare now, now because the, the, it's just more difficult now when you have something set in stone like that and you can project like, okay, well this wall's coming up in a month. You know what I mean? Let's, we can plan it well. Now it's right. like, now I don't have that, that luxury all the time. You know, every now and then we'll get a project that will be like that, you know, where we mm-hmm. can plan it and really like do it the proper way. But right now it's more of like, do get one, bang it out, get yep. one, bang it out. You know what I mean? Right. And just keep building that portfolio and showing people that we can kind of do everything you know what i mean now that was a the link project was absolutely amazing that was that's so that was a game changer for sure and and i want to talk about that but before we get carried away yeah what i want to do is is coming from two guys who don't know how to draw stick figures bro (laughs) i want to talk about i don't draw stick i don't really draw either (laughs) i want to talk about how you decided to go down this route of of doing murals like yeah i keep saying murals 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 (laughs) was it something when you were like a kid you were like oh you know walk around the city and like oh yeah i want to yeah i'll give a little little backstory i guess um originally i'm from california i'm from southern california i'm from chino hills okay so i'm i'm the youngest of five i have three brothers and one sister um all of which were huge influences on me growing up um and mostly musically and and uh i guess recreationally like skateboarding and sports and stuff like that so when I, at a young age, I was heavily around like heavy metal music and rock music and Metallica. That, yeah. Metallica was, you know, Guns N' Roses was my favorite band when I was four years old. You know I mean? I, it's hilarious. I have videos of me like with a, mm-hmm. a little silly mullet and I was, I was rocking. Dude. <laughs> Shout out to you the know? mullet. I wish yeah. I had a mullet. Yeah. It was, it, you know, and, and it's funny, it's funny looking back on stuff like that because you don't, obviously at the time and even into your later years, you don't realize how subconsciously those things affect your future and what you kind of come, come into, you know what I mean? Yep. So that was the early things in, in uh, California. And then uh, we moved to Salt Lake city. So I grew up 10 years in Salt Lake and it's kind of funny cause I'm, I'm actually from a Mormon family, but I'm not Mormon, but that we don't get into that. <laughs> um, but, but um, so I lived there for 10 years and then I was heavily into skateboarding and punk rock music. My brother was a punk drummer, my brother, Brad, um, so I was going to punk shows when I was like eight, you know, eight or eight, eight to like 12. I was in the back of, I was like sitting behind the, the drummer. My brother was a drummer, um, you know, kind of being watched by all his friends, That's you know, dope. making sure I didn't run in the pit. Cause I wanted yeah. to, you know, you're a you kid, you're like, this looks fun. This looks fun. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at that point, you know, people, they, they knew who I was, they, they would probably would have watched out for me, you know? But, um, so that heavily influenced my, my, what I was into. So I, I saw a lot of that fashion and that, that re- rebel, you know, um, attitude, and then from that, I, I really started getting into skateboarding and skateboarding is really what launched my love for art. Skateboarding is it completely created who I am, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, it's such a cultural revolution and it just, it, it really, when you, once you're in it, it takes, it takes over your, your what you, you know what I mean? Completely. The, the skateboard culture is pretty you know, massive. I mean, I know Chuck skateboards too. Bro, cause like, yeah, the whole thing, like me, it, 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 same with me and molded my whole life. Cause I skated like most of my younger years, you know what yeah. I mean? But musically fashion mm-hmm. people the artists 100%. the people you hang around and then just watching those skate videos they were so creative 100%. and the music too the music was so dope i, I agree like, i mean i think that like you know 
uh, the only real hip hop that I ever got heavily into was Tribe Called Quest and they were in a lot of skate videos. Mm-hmm. You know, I was heavily influenced by what, what, what I was listening to and what I was, when mm-hmm. I was watching stuff. So, you know, that was something that I, that I, yeah, definitely grew my portfolio of discography and, and music. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, <laughs> out, to, so shout much out to everything. Music. Yeah. All the, all the videos, all yeah, the videos, classic. you know. From the classics like to, sorry. To, 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 yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, even to go back, like, search for Animal Chin and the real, like, mm-hmm. beginning Bronze Brigade videos that, like... Any you know, blind video? Yeah, if you're a skateboarder and you and you haven't seen the original old school, like, 80s videos, you need to watch them because they're just, they're so much fun. They're gone. It totally reminds you of, like, what skateboarding was originally about. Like, now it's a little bit tainted in a way. Yeah. I think it's great. I think that the progression of it in the Olympics and all that is, is like, now it's an Olympic sport now. Yeah, it's I love that. It's kind of fucking crazy, yeah. but I think that's dope. There's a lot of skateboarders. Skateboarders are such a subculture, you know? They're similar. The, the, the furthest I ever went with skating is, you remember those tech decks, bro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, man. Dude, that's I, as far enough. as I went. Enough, I love those. I, yeah, I love They're those. They're still around, right? They're oh, still, yeah. Still oh hell yeah. Yeah, kids are killing it. I'm pretty sure, man, <laughs> you know how like sports were a thing and then it was like eSports? Pretty sure that's going to be like the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It yeah, it, it, sports was funny for me. I mean, I feel like I, I was always good at sports, mm-hmm. but they, they, I, I guess I didn't like necessarily the team dynamic and like the, the, I guess the ultra like competitiveness to it. Skateboarding spoke to me on a much more individual level. Like, yeah. and I think that has a lot to do with me being like an entrepreneur now and working for myself and creating my income and creating like the things that I'm constantly doing, you know, like I'm coming up with concepts daily and, con- and, and working through new projects and like each one is a little accomplishment and that's how skateboarding was you know you'd make it when i was filming a video or something i'd make a trick list you know and i would go back to this list and be like fuck i didn't do this trick yet and like i would focus on those little things and those were little accomplishments and i think that that's that's a a thing a lot of people overlook on um the scale of goals people put goals like really huge goals you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's not necessarily about that goal it's like each little you're gonna do 20 25 more things before you get to that goal so if you focus on these little achievements and little accomplishments and that's what i think skateboarding taught, taught me that a lot yeah um you know what i mean and, and then i was editing videos and filming and that taught me a lot of i guess you know art outside of the the normal of painting or drawing mm-hmm. um and, and it taught me how to look at the world completely differently you know mm-hmm. what i mean skateboarding is the world's your canvas you know you you literally look at like i still do it every day i'm sure you yeah, still me too do it i always day. do i'm like that's it, a dope I, spot i love it i love it so much i i, I like i I'll, i still catch myself like pulling into a parking lot i actually did it today i saw down <laughs> i saw down the street or whatever doesn't matter where, where it was <laughs> i saw a handrail and i was like damn i've never seen that before i pulled in just to look at it you know what i mean because yeah. i still got a lot of homies that, that skate and kill it that i will take a picture of it and i'll send it to them like, like go to yo. this spot bro yeah yeah, yeah I, like, I, gotta I, keep, yeah. I gotta keep it real man i love I, that i don't think i could ever skate just because of you remember the show on mtv bro where they would show like the accidents oh yeah what was it called like the freak <laughs> accident bro i forgot or? what it was yeah whatever it was no, called, there was man. like one that like just straight up showed it, bails it, it focused straight up on skateboarding and like doing all these like jumps bro well, and that guy was like, like i'm jacoby or something yeah, like that the that's bone like, hanging out yeah like, that's gnarly man i mean i don't like the, like holla what is it holla shit holla meat holla meat i don't Thrasher. like watching those i stopped watching them after i seen one i was like yeah, I'm, I'm good. And that's that's it. another thing that in, that influenced me artistically was Thrasher Magazine. I I, I was I had to, a yeah, I had, yeah, at the Phelps. Shout out Thrasher Magazine. R. R. Shout Phelps. To, yeah, Phelps and I uh, that I had Thrasher subscription for years, years and years, and I just would look through that thing religiously, you know what I mean? And even the layouts and the art the artists that they focused in there and like, you know, different things like that influenced my my thought process and then all that. 
and then in a later time, I got heavily into tattooing because I was around a lot of like the, the heavy the metal, punk. heavy metal, metal hardcore music. Mm-hmm. When I came here, and then I ended up being in like a metal band. I was a singer of a metal band, so oh nice, that, that fucked my voice up. So you have pipes now, which is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, Not anymore. Shit. So you say you're gonna you gonna sing a little something for us <laughs> yeah, right now on the morning like, podcast. <laughs> That's basically what it's not like. Oh wait, you you talking about like the the the, the screamo? It was like death metal. It's like more like a heavy. Oh, metal. Shout out it to was more like some deep. Okay. Shit. It was some more deep heavy shit, which is which is still 99 of what I listen to. Dang. And it's funny because uh, I was thinking about this recently like it, it's cool when you get to a point in your life that you no longer like need influence of what you're into like yeah. you just are into what you're into yeah whatever i don't, I don't hang else. out i literally don't hang out with one person that listens to the same music as me <laughs> uh, my brother my brother listens to it and my, and my good friend in salt lake city listens to it and uh, a few people that i that i keep in contact with like social media wise stuff like that but my daily life not at all yeah. like no one you know and it it doesn't even matter because it's I, it's already there for me. Yeah. I already, li- I already listened to it, you know? So like my, like my Instagram feed is like heavy music, skateboarding, graffiti, and tattoos. That's basically mostly what I look at every day. You know what I mean? Those are the things that influence a lot of my thought process and the things that I put together. So, so, um, so at what point did you decide, you know, you're being influenced by, by the skateboard culture, by uh tattoo or the, the tattoo industry, the, you know, and all that good stuff. What point did you decide that you want to move to Vegas and you see Vegas as your canvas? Well, so what happened was my, my, my parents ended up moving here when I was like 17. Okay. So I, and at that time I was just like, kind of like a, I feel like I was pretty different than where I went to, to Foothill High School in Henderson. And I, at the time I moved here, I had like shoulder length, like maybe a little sh- less than shoulder length black hair and I had my septum pierced and, and like wore tight pants. And like, it was just kind of funny. You know, I was very different than the kids that were there. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I feel like somehow I was a little bit ahead of the curve because like the next year or whatever, it was like, really, everybody started yeah, doing it was that. really popular and it was kind of odd for me. Cause at first it was like, you know, the people, the friends that I came in contact with were mostly more into like the popular, like pop punk type stuff or like, um, or hip hop. And they were like, man, what is this screaming shit? You know? And I'm like, give it like a year. You know what I mean? And then, they all, and then they all shit. got, then they all got crazy into it. So that led me into like the hardcore scene, like the, the heavy scene. And that's led me into tattooing. So then the, the tattooing side of things, I like, I saw all my, all my friends and friends of friends getting tattooed and it really piqued, piqued my interest. But I, I feel like I was like, cautious about it you know a lot of people jump right into getting tattooed and they get covered and shit really fast and that's yeah very, we see some pretty bad very, ones bro yeah, oh man oh We've yeah 100 terrible. i believe I, I see them on the day that has me dying yeah, that's so, one brother you showed oh, me oh yeah there's some good pages you can follow out there that are just bad tattoos yeah no i've never yeah. seen one this bad oh yeah i showed him one and it was a homie i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say no nah, no nah, we ain't gonna say the name but i was just like <laughs> oh my god bro like how how do you even think that's tight that's like, like, that just looks yeah. I mean, some people. <laughs> this is a regular dude looking you know, like Leatherface. <laughs> what's kind of ironic is that uh, that uh, this, a lot of the skate culture has gotten into like really like homemade, like shitty tattoos and it's popular. No. Like, they're, they're, they're cool with it. Like, it's, what? They're, yeah, they're so cool. So it's kind of like the, the whole uh, insane clown posse thing, right? <laughs> So it's like how I they mean, got into that for like rap or whatever. Shit, I I I can't speak on ICP. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is I saw ICP at like Hemp Fest or whatever a couple of years ago, and it was amazing. Really? It was so. Inter- I heard they were so, the nicest. It was so entertaining. The I heard like the, uh, yeah, I heard the jugglers yeah. were like the nicest people, bro. Oh, like man, they were like the, they're accepting, they're recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recruiting. They're recruiting, man. No, I was kidding. Um, yeah. So the the tattooing thing, um, I was heavily around a lot of people that were getting tattooed and it kind of made me research tattooing because I wanted to get tattooed too, but I wanted to get good tattoos. So I started doing a lot of, and this was previous to like, you know, Instagram, which is like the best art thing that's ever happened. Social, social media wise. Um, 
nowadays you can find anybody anywhere that's amazing you know there's amazing tattooers everywhere now um but you know about 15 years ago or so it was a little more difficult it's a little more google searching and you're finding people in other states that you're trying to save money for and all this kind of thing you know what i mean and that really piqued my interest and then that had I, that still didn't get me into doing any art production or or doing shows with artists after that i got into doing promoting nightlife type stuff so i worked for the palms casino and i worked for the ghost bar this was I don't even know, 2009 or something like that, oh, 2000, 2008 or something. Yeah, it was fun, Barry. It was really fun. Um, and that got me into the kind of like the the production side of knowing that we can, I can bring people somewhere. It, yeah. it kind of taught me. And the reason what, what the reason that that came to be is because I I uh, I used to do house parties. You know, I used to throw parties, and um, I had a lot of friends. I had little, cli- I was friends with every clique. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I just treat people the way that I want to be treated. So I'm friends with you know, skaters and ran, you know, just random people, you know? So like I did a, I did a big house party one, one day and, um, some people from the palms ended up being there and they hired me. So, Ooh, so nice. I just Damn, did, I did wild. this party. I just did help them with their Wednesdays party. There it used to be called snitch snitch Wednesdays. I remember that, which is the worst name ever. <laughs> I try to get them to change the name. It's just such a negative name. I I don't believe in naming. I don't name anything with a rat. Snitch. Oh, a snitch? snitch. I think it's stitch. Snitch. No, That's snitch. a terrible rat, name. Why would you do that? Yeah, so, rat Wednesday? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was about to you say. Just, yeah. yeah, correlating snitch with rat. Um, yeah, so it was. It still did really well, you know, regardless of the, of the name. Um, I worked with some really amazing people over there, uh, Rachel Wenman and Shayla, uh, Shiloh Macy and, and um, you know, other people that were really influential. Um, and so at that point I realized that, you know, I can get people here. And the reason that they brought me on is that they wanted like more of a downtown, like, I guess if you want to say like hipper demographic, you wanted like the younger, like tattooed or like edgier people. So that's what I was bringing them. And then I I was like, man, I want to do a tattoo show here. I want to kind of elevate, bring some, bring a tattoo shop and do them like one, do it like once a month and give them a booth and put all the screens, put all their tattoos on the screen, put their business cards everywhere and really kind of help them get a whole new clientele you know what i mean and it never ended up happening but the reason that i ended up meeting my business partner philip lamone there he came there with someone completely different and he ran cornerstone art gallery at the time i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with cornerstone cornerstone was on the corner of colorado and uh, it's not there anymore it's right next to raw remedies where they do like soul sessions and stuff yeah so soul sessions um they they took over the property when we left oh okay so we had cornerstone for like seven years and it was and it was yeah we had a mini ramp in the back it was all covered in graffiti it was all tattooed tattooed yeah the metal one yeah, yeah, that was our ramp. Yeah, I think it was so cool. Hey, shit. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was fun. And I, yeah, we ended up selling that and whatever. Moving on, um, but uh, he came to the to, to the Palms and he was with a, a mutual friend or something. And they said, you know, this is Phil. He runs Cornerstone, and I knew I knew what Cornerstone was at that time. And I was like, yo, let me get you a drink. I grabbed him. We went and got a drink. And I kind of told him my concept of bringing that kind of lowbrow, what they call it, is lowbrow art, um, which a lot of people frown upon. Why that, is it called lowbrow? Lowbrows like like highbrow would be like snooty, like expensive. Got so lowbrows like tattoo, graffiti, like street, Jeez. more real, which is now, which is ironic because now it's it is opposite. now it is. So the Mona Lisa would be highbrow. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So lowbrow, and a lot of people, a lot of people frown upon that title, but we we always kind of embraced it. You know what I mean? Like I I don't see that there's an issue with that. And if you really look at the cultural, like the things that are culturally impactful, it's always the it's always the street, and it's always the it's always the people that are. A little bit under the highbrow. The highbrow wants to be what you want. You want to know what'd be dope to see is like the Mona Lisa, bro, with all those face tattoos. <laughs> I'm sure it's That'd out be, there. Really? Yeah. Oh, 100. Probably somebody. I thought that was an original idea. I bet. I bet someone's got that tattooed on their face. That'd be dope. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know about the face. You, you can't. You can't. Hey, get it. I, would I don't, never I don't doubt know how it. I feel about face tattoos, man. I mean, one hundred percent. Like to each their own. Like yeah, every, yeah. everyone has the right to express themselves. However, but like at some point, like you know, if you do face tattoos, like you gotta be, find a way to make a profession. No lie. Out of that, I love face tattoos you, you and know, head tattoos because I'm like, damn, that's tight, bro. Like, I, do you have any tattoos? No. Do either of you guys have any tattoos? Nope. nope. You guys are like the minority, and your friends. It's like impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No, dude. Yeah. Everyone I've worked with, yeah. like in photography, has always got tattoos. Like it's. Just, yeah. it's an art thing you know what I mean I think I'm just more like traditional yeah you know, know you know it was it was it's kind of funny because a lot of the so a lot of the reason why that we wanted to do art shows with it was mostly tattooers to begin with is because we were always frequent frequently tattoo shops and seeing their booths you guys probably haven't even been in tattoo shops because you don't have tattoos I, I've been in a tattoo shop okay, yeah, I filmed so, them okay yeah. so yeah. yeah so there you go it, you, you see that the space itself is a very eclectic and is full of art. I yeah. love it. It's very bright yeah. and lively and it's like, damn, like who painted these? These are sick. Yeah. Usually it's the artist. And, and the thing is, is that people aren't seeing that art unless they're in the shop. You know what I mean? Unless mm -hmm. they're coming to the shop or getting tattooed. So the concept was like, hey, if we bring tattooers out of the shop and have them paint um, in front of an audience that isn't used to this, it's going to be like, oh shit, like tattooers are artists first before being a tattooer. So yeah. that was a lot of the dynamic that we wanted to bring from that, that side of things. Um, but the, the palms, it never worked out of the palms. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was because the name snitch, to be completely honest. A lot of, a lot of people in the tattoo industry <laughs> like, have nah, been to prison. Cool. A lot of, a lot yeah. of those people have, you know, lived, lived their life, you know, and, um, and they're not going to be a part Correlate of it. with that word. Exactly. At all. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it never happened there. And so what we did is we took it to beauty bar. So beauty bar is where ISI started. And so when was this? Like this 2010? was 2011. 2011. Okay. It was September 2011 was the first show we ever did. And it was a, a skull skull themed. So we did, we did themes because it gives the artists something to, to paint towards. Sometimes when you give someone an open, an open idea, like paint whatever you want. They're like, people hey. don't know what to paint. <laughs> people are like, well, fuck. Uh, That's tight though. So you do like eagles or yeah, birds yeah, or whatever. It depends on yeah, what yeah. it is, you know, different, different themes. And so we did school because everyone has school paintings already. You know what I mean? We're like, we're going to do a gallery. We set up a gallery in the back of beauty bar with a, a grid wall and hung, yeah, I always hung, remember hung those. people's paintings. That shit was so tight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Those were, those were awesome shows, man. And it was just, it was, that was one of those things too. Is like, okay, well we can, we can do this. And you know, we had no business. There was no business plan at all right. you know what I mean and I don't even know if there is now uh, I was going to say is Beauty Bar still open <laughs> Beauty Bar is gone oh it's gone yeah Beauty Bar is gone we had okay. we had so much time at, we were at Beauty Bar for a long time we did well we did a year of Beauty Bar there with the shows and then we moved on to what was after that was it Vegas Streets or any of that? Vegas Streets was around around the same time, a little bit later, I think the yeah. next year. Now, for those who are listening, it's 12? Vegas Streets, S-T-R-E-A-T-S. Yeah, because right? there was food trucks. there was food yeah, trucks. Streets so food was, trucks. Streets was, was dope. I remember yeah, Rob used to shoot all those all those highlight videos. Yeah, you, remember, yeah, yeah. you know who Rob is? I'm not sure. Rob Sayer. Rob Sayer. Sayer. I believe, -E yes, 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 I do. Yes. That's the homie right yeah, there. Yeah, Rob's dope. Yeah, and, uh, and and David was civilian, was doing a lot of the street. I, didn't, yep. I think that was his, I don't, I'm not positive that was his thing, but I think it was his thing. I remember seeing a lot of yeah. civilian yeah, tattoo no, they did. That tattoos was, logos everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dope. That was a dope event. Um, it was a, that was there was a good turn of cultural revitalization at that time. You know, I, I mean? thought it was the tightest thing ever. I was like, yeah, this is so dope. Yeah, I think that I think that there was there was a, a lack of a lot of that kind of thing at that time. You know what I mean? I feel like now it's it's pretty prevalent. There's a lot of like art and culture and things everywhere, um, which is fantastic. Um, but at that time it was a little, little community lacking. was really, yeah, it was, it was lacking and even, even Fremont street. Holy shit. It was, it was beauty bar and Griffin, I think at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Insert maybe. No, not that no, long ago. No, insert wasn't around yet. I don't think they came like Vanguard the next wasn't year. Around I think. Or anything. Yeah. They came like the next year, I think. But I, I, uh, I had bartended before at, at beauty bar. 
Um, and I used to work for Sailor Jerry, the, the rum company. So I used to go to different bars and have relationships with the managers and that kind of thing. Okay. So, so I kind of brought Sailor Jerry on board with ISI and we did like open bars and like that kind of thing uh, at Beauty Bar. Um, and, and, and then we ended up going on to, to curate all the art at Beauty Bar. So all the murals in the back and like all the wood panels were part of a show we did there called Off the Wall, which was a dope show. And, yeah, and the only cool reason one. why Off the Wall ended was because the bar closed. You know, and it sucks to let go of a successful party because the the bar closes. You know what I mean? You have like you have your your whatever you want to call it, your cultural impact or your footprint or whatever. And and, and off the wall was really really great show. And uh, we had three artists that painted on stage every 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 month, and those panels went on the wall. Well, actually, they were already on the wall, and they came off the wall and got repainted, and then went back on the wall. That's why it was called off the wall. And it was a you know a b boy dance show. Um, we have a we have a great um, relationship with the dance community here. Um, and Arturo, which you guys, yeah. you guys, Arturo Cecinia. Arturo. Amazing. He's amazing, man. That's the homie. Arturo is, he's the best host I've ever seen in my life. Best. He, uh, wants with, to without do a, a doubt, man. He's, in, he's incredible. We love working with Art and he, he does, he does a lot of stuff with us. He helps curate some of the shows. He helps book DJs and dance battles and yeah. all sorts of stuff. So yeah, he's, he's a dope dude to know for sure. Yeah. He wants us to do a live podcast mm -hmm. or like once we figure out how it's going to work. Yeah, you mean, on, you mean like on site? Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Podcast sucks. No, <laughs> that's, I don't, that's interesting. I mean, that might be a little difficult and loud. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. one of the things is you'd have to figure out the logistics of it because I've seen them done, but you got to have like a PA system. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to have a way to, for everybody to be able you to you know hear. what could probably work is if we do like SM, what are those SMBs, the Shures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the $100 mics? Yeah. Because I actually used them like they're right pretty near good. sound they're pretty good and like you can't you could barely hear the speaker and the speaker was like going right like it was right here i mean it I sounds like, like it sounds like a yeah. cool concept or conceptually. We, we have all the chairs with headphones underneath oh, like and they put them on as they watch us so it's like we're in their ear bro i mean they do wow. you could that do this like silence. a silent disco yeah 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 that but, actually would be tight that would i just be, came up with that on the morning but i'm pretty sure I mean, a lot you could of do something like that you could do something like that at like um um, inspire theater or something where it's, you have a room where people are in attendance to watch what you're doing, yep. you know, having a event, an event with multi-sensory, like everything that we do is usually multi-sensory being that there's live art, there's DJs, there's music, there's vendors, there's right. community type there. So it's basically like, and you do that because you know, multiple reasons. Number one, you want to have the, the strongest impact as you can. And you want to bring on people that are influential and like, that was, that, that's going to be the thing is like, yeah. yeah, if we did something like that, I would want to bring on like a, like a, like a huge, like not, I won't say famous, but like a person that of would interest, attract yeah. the, yeah. attract the audience. You know what I mean? That'd be like, kind of like everybody wants to see us have Bruno Mars on the podcast. Like I'm not, yeah. not saying we're going to have, yeah, but yeah, I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. you know, people would want to see that. Cause well, I'm not good a, enough guys. What? What's yeah. going on? Say what? Where'd you get that from, man? <laughs> no, no, but I'm no, saying like, sure. I'm saying like, you know, if you're going to do like an event, definitely like, you know, if you're going to have 50 people show up, you want to have somebody that people recognize. You what, know what I mean? Without a doubt, yeah. for sure. There's yeah. no doubt about that. And that's, you know, that's, I, I want to know, I want to know though, uh, as far as murals go, why is it important for the city? Cause I've noticed in the past couple of years, man, there's been a, um, a uprising in murals. They've been like all downtown. It's it. like, you know, and well, it's dope, but why is it important? Okay. Well, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, number one. America is still super behind on, on, on public art. Huge. I mean, in, in Europe, it, they're, they're leaps, Germany leaps and, and bounds that. ahead of us. And by that, and by that, I mean with the, it's not only where they're painting, they're painting full sides of buildings and those kind of things, but the people there are more embracing the creative side of, of, of the expression side of it. So a lot of the stuff that we're doing is custom for a, a commission, right? So it's like, I want to palm tree in a whatever it doesn't you know whatever they want is what we're painting but these in you know in europe and stuff like that 
Uh, I mean, there's still some stuff here too. I don't want to say, say too bad about America, but Las Vegas definitely isn't there yet. But it's a baby city. But yeah, yeah, you know, um, I think that that getting to the point where we can allow artists to express what they want on a giant canvas like that, like Europe is doing, like you'll you'll see some walls in Europe, and you're like. I can't believe they let them put that across this giant building. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying that it's very unique, a piece that is only going to speak to a small amount of people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh -huh. But it's, you know, 200 feet big. It's huge. You know what I mean? And we're still, unfortunately, stuck in, in the place where we're only, the only people that are getting those types of jobs now are fam people that are already famous. Mm -hmm. So there, I think there's an issue. And I think that's an issue. I think that if I, if I was able to curate life is beautiful or something like that artistically, like mural wise, which I would love to do, they already, they have just kids official, what does a great job, but, um, they, since they have, they have the means to bring in who they want and represent art in our city and are in a, in a certain way. Um, I think that, you know, there's so many amazing artists in the world that could, could that would love to come here and paint in those murals. And we have multiple people that are being reproduced. So there's like three or four pieces by one artist down there. You know what I mean? And that just doesn't seem to like, yeah, make I was always sense. wondering that. I was like, why don't they change up the artist? I mean, and bit? they do, they change out, they change them out once, a, you know, once a year, once every couple of years, but different pieces. But I think the importance back to your question, I, the importance of, of that is just the more that you see art, the more you think artistically and you start looking at things differently and you start recognizing like, man, like maybe that'll spark something in you to create, you know yeah. what I mean? And, I mean, just imagine and, if you walked down the street and every wall was gray. Yeah, you know what I mean. Guess. Imagine it's, that. Corporate yeah, America. There, yeah, there, there's a there's a great artist. That, he's a European Can you artist. Imagine like he, paint, he he put on it. You know, like because people always buff walls. What I you know buff graffiti, cover graffiti with gray. They almost usually use gray because gray covers well, right? It oh, covers cool. over the paint well. So that's right. why you see like long walls with like blocks of gray in them. You know, people are like covering graffiti, but gray covers well. So this guy in Europe, I forget his name. He he goes and he, he tags on top of them with like a stencil letters and like what's so great about gray question mark that's you know so like nice. that's just clever you know what I mean because yeah. you see it everywhere and yeah. it's, it's just like an interesting like observation or he'll do like he has a wall that's just completely white and he just paints this wall intentionally left blank like have you ever seen that in like a, a yeah. yeah like a professional like some sort of packet or IRS papers or something the last page <laughs> it just says this page like, you know what I mean it's yeah, just like, it's like a whole white page yeah and yeah yeah and black. it says that on there yeah. this page <laughs> yeah intentionally <laughs> So, you know, there's a lot of creative freedom with that kind of that the, the, the more vandal side of, of street, yeah. street art, which which is never going to end. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I think a lot of people do get a little weird about legal walls and they get like, oh, you guys only do legal walls. And I work with a lot of people that do illegal walls, but I'm not talking about it. Right. Right. Why would I? Yeah. You know, why would I? Um, you know, 90 percent of the people that we that paint with us, that paint murals with us are either graffiti writers, writers currently or they were and they, the past, they, yeah. they are now professional artists and then they've just, they either moved on from it or maybe they have kids and they don't, they don't want to go to jail. <laughs> you know, you know, they don't want to get caught up in it anymore. They already have or whatever it is. You know what I mean? But so how, how about all these? Cause you ISI as a company, you guys hire out all these different artists to work on projects with you guys as well. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the process of that? Like do, do before you hire somebody on to help you out on a mural or do a mural, do they have to have any kind of license or no, what is required of them? No, generally, I mean, we have a, we basically have a team now. You know okay. what I mean? We have a roster that we pull from that we, that we book for certain jobs. If it's something, if it's something that's very open-ended, like if it's like, okay, we have this 600 foot wall or something huge and we want, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, you know what? Our local team is just not going to be able to handle it or we're too tied up in other things and I can outsource. And I, and I have that ability because of mostly because of social media and our, in our reputation. Um, I have connections all over the world now. Um, 
also my brother runs an art page called Art Collective, which mm. is which is a has a million followers. It's a big page. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. it's art, art underscore collective. My brother Brad. Um, and I'm wearing his shirt. Is that on Facebook? I'm wearing his shirt right now. I, I'm not sure. I think he does have a website. Facebook. It's on. It's on IG. Okay. IG. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, and so that thing. And I've been helping him with that. And that that really branches out our reach a lot as far as like who we can who we can work with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but generally, as far as like back to your your question is. If depending on what the job entails, like if it's like you have, we have a very intricate piece that's super straight lines and difficult and, and, um, tedious, you know what I mean? I may have an artist that's better for that. Or if someone that's going to want an illustrated girl face, okay, I got an artist that's right for that. You know, so it's the, the jobs are catered to the people that fit them. We want to give the best product to the client. So that's super important. Every job that we do, we want to be proud of and walk away from and put it in our portfolio and also put it in the artist portfolio. And I, and I think that's, that's kind of the way that we started branding ourselves or calling ourselves like an agency agency of underground arts is what, like I, I kind of claimed it mm-hmm. because we, we do work, you, we work with only underground, we work with independent artists. You know what I mean? Do, do you guys have an LLC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, cause that would be one of the things too. Yeah. Like if, if somebody was to be painting a mural and then they fell or whatever, yeah, we have, yeah. And insurance sure. and all that stuff. And you know, you we, know, we pay taxes and all that BS. I, I kind of want to touch back on something that we talked about earlier, which is tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know why, man, it's just been in the back of my head lately, but I'm thinking like, you know, tattoos being tattoo artistry has been a big thing, you know, in the past, you know, forever. decades, forever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Centuries. At what point do you think, that artificial intelligence is going to start doing tattoos where it's like oh, you walk, shit. you walk into a, a shop oh, shit. that use laser scans to scan your body. Wow. And then it, it does like, you know how like, I, that's I hilarious and, that I've never thought of that. And that's I, I just thought about it too. 100% going to happen. Right. 100%. Like, like for example, like right now, Without a doubt. the process of getting that t- tattoo is they kind of outline it with a kind of ink. Right. So that when they, they're drawing it, yeah, it's a stencil. Yeah, it's a stencil. Right. right. So a, a, a computer can do that and digitally with AR. When you have like so, a machine, okay, yeah, stick okay, your okay, arm so in. here's the issue. Here's the issue with that. The, this is like logistic, like, okay. When you're, when you're, you're, you're a human and you're working with another human, you get, you have a give and take, right? With movement, right? A machine's not going to, you would, you would probably have to be under anesthesia to, for them to get tattooed on a machine. Because if you move your arm and that machine's not in the right spot, you, you know what I mean? It's not the same when you're working with a human and you're touching, you're touching that person's arm and you're moving that person's arm, you're, you're, you're pulling the skin to tattoo and all that. Yeah. A machine doing that, I mean, obviously at some point, yes, I, AI will be that scary that it can do this. Yeah. But I'm just saying, origi- to get to that point, people would probably need to be under, like like almost like, Dana, like a surgeon, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to yeah. go, if you're going to get work, because so why is there not doctors, you know? But let, let me ask gonna you, happen to doctors right, too. But let me ask you this question. Like what if they could put like these little things on their head where like it's, it, the machine can read the amount of pain that you're in. Oh and if it God. goes past a certain level, it automatically. What are you smoking? Yeah. I, like, need, I, I need some of that. Look, man, I don't, I don't know if you know, <laughs> but you, you know, like those farms where they do like those automated, like, 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 uh, uh, fruit picking and things like that. Oh yeah. There's a machine, uh, and I know you saw this. I saw this artificial intelligence. Like it, it's 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 literally grabbing a whole bunch of um, what is it? Uh, berries or potatoes or some kind of fruit or vegetable that's very small, and it's literally dumping it into into a pot. And there's an artificial intelligence machine that can infrared read the pigmentation on each on each on each one. And if any and if any 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 fruit or vegetable is of the wrong shade of color, it sh- it sends out like a like a, a a kicker that that kicks them out of the way so they don't fall into the pot. And 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 you're talking about you know fifty thousand like, right? grains so, of of you know. 
here's my issue with all that. I mean, that's my issue with artificial, the whole artificial intelligence thing is, so the point of technology, right? Yeah. The reason that when technology is invented is to better our lives yeah. and, to, and to free up our time from doing monotonous things such as the the little thing that vacuums your house or whatever that thing is called. The Roomba. Roomba. So, you know what I mean? That's what that's what the actual techno, technological advances are supposed to be for. Now we're, we're completely off Replacing that target. We're, we're just- Now it's like getting rid now, of things yeah, that now are- Now we're destroying the, we're gonna start destroying work, you know, jobs and the economy and then not even, it's not gonna benefit I'll us. give you, you know an I'll saying? give you an example. That's an issue. Right, like the internet was a great, uh, a great way of connecting us all together. But like at one point that artificial intelligence, like we get so lazy that now, <laughs> we don't even want to hold down our fingerprint to read the scanner now it's just looks at our at our face and it unlocks the phone for us i mean i think some you know of I, mean? that, I think some of that is also just um just them wanting to do new shit yeah you know what i'm saying the stuff that happens like look at instagram and facebook that that just change shit for no reason and it's just it's just so that you're like fuck they have a new thing to change and then you're you're re-interested in what the what they're doing yeah this, that this that, what you just said me there's nothing you know what i'm saying it was yeah. completely unnecessary yeah. you know what i mean and they're never they, they're never going to put that effort into something that actually matters like curing aids or cancer or something oh, like that no. you know because all, all that shit all that shit makes them too much money so oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. it's always gonna be the things that are like oh it's a convenience oh your oh, iphone yeah. is now three times faster yeah it's, four times faster yeah you know it's I mean? crazy technology and and there's so many fucked it i just had a baby oh so congratulations that, that kind of stemmed into this because i was thinking about how fucked up the world is yeah and you know and yeah, i just had a baby girl and uh shout out to dana and, yeah Blue. yeah isla blue is her name Isla Blue. Isla Blue. Yep. Nice. Um, that's a unique name. Was yeah, how do you spell it? I S L A. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Isla. Which uh, a lot of nice. people say, but it's actually Scottish. Oh, it's nice. The, yeah, it's a river in Scotland. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're pronouncing it wrong." I'm like, "It's it's no, it's it's a name." How, how do you feel about like those babies who are being born now and they they they, they stick them with a little, little chip that can track I think them? It's, I think it's a I think it's a um I think it's a a step in the right in a scary direction you know Very what that scary. seems to be the recurring consensus mm. around here man everybody always thinks like that's mm. like the the mark of the devil you know what i mean yeah, like i that's... mean i mean uh, i mean me and my wife uh we had we did home birth oh nice yeah so oh, we went damn. through we went through a midwife um i want to shout them out because they're so dope serenity birth center it's in it's here in vegas sarah slobody was my our midwife and so we 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 never went to the doctor once. I gotta we ask. Never, what, yeah, can we it was so what's a midwife. A mid, what's a midwife. See, this is this is a, this is crazy. See, this shouldn't be. You guys should know what this is. Not saying that you, it's 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 not taught properly in America. In yep. America. Yeah. So yep. a midwife is a midwife is the person that's been giving birth for centuries, helping women give birth for centuries. You know what I mean? Way far before the medical side. So the medical side, the health health side of or whatever you want to call it, medical industry. Um, it, giving birth is pretty new. It's within mm -hmm. the last hundred years. Yeah. So and it's and it's very was very medieval when it started. No, it was you're, you're kind of talking was, about the epidurals that are being given. Yeah, right? all and, sorts of shit, man. I mean, I'm I've learned I've learned way more than I ever thought I would learn because I was going to these these classes with it with uh you know with the midwife and and it was so hands on and they cared so much and it was just so genuine and real and. Um, you know, we had no complications and they were there for every single step of the way. Like I can't, I, there's, I literally had not one negative thing to say. I'm so happy that that was the way. We wow. Went. That's crazy. Yeah. It was dope. We did a, we did a, um, a, a water birth in my living room in a tub. So yeah, I, you it guys was rented dope. a tub. It was part of the, it's part of the center. Oh, the, the, the midwife brings yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's a whole part of your pro the process. So, so a mi midwife so is like a guide, like a, yeah, it's like kind of like, it's, it's kind of like someone to be there for you. And they, and they're, they're extremely knowledgeable about everything. You know what I mean? And then if, if there was, if there was some sort of scary incident or thing that started to happen, then they would know what to do or to, to time to go to the hospital for something that's, that's, you know, 
whatever. Yeah, because I heard some people like get diabetes while they're. You you ever hear that diabetes like, from what they they go they get forms of a uh, like almost getting diabetes and stuff and other things at the hospital just because they're getting uh, something with birth with I've, the drugs that they're giving them yeah probably, probably. I mean the, I've I've now that I've I've done this and I've I've watched documentaries and talk read, about conspiracies and read, and read, oh I love it, I love that shit we don't want to we don't open that door we'll be here we'll be here all night bro yeah, yeah I just, we've, I got done that, it. we've done it a few times I got that bottle of tequila I'm ready um it's so funny whenever I take lift whenever I'm like coming home from like going out and I'm like usually like I've smoked a little bit and I've drank a little bit I love talking about that shit oh yeah and I love talking I love time. I love talking to lift drivers and it's like, fun I love it I love and, and they're generally pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? It's pretty. It, it, usually you know, imagine, right, you know right away. You can, know? can you imagine just being in a lift and just getting in? Two minutes into the drive, you go, "Hey driver, John, John, do you think your car is bugged?" Oh my god! And then they go, "Well, what are you talking about?" Now, no. usually we get into. I mean, they you, go, "No, they go, yeah. no. If my car's never been bugged." And you go, "When's the last time you checked?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually, you, usually, yeah, usually we get into like some religious conversations or some shit like that. I think it's a super interesting thing, you know what I mean, um, to talk about. Uh, yeah, people are just interested to talk yeah. to, man. Yeah, that's so, why we love this podcast because it's like we ne- you never know what somebody yeah. might be super like you. Ta- you brought us the, mid- the midwife thing yeah, that would have never came you, up. I, yeah. We never talked about artificial intelligence. You know, I really think that I really think that uh, that people that are that are you know gonna have kids or whatever really look into it. It's such a, it's just a different experience. It's much more hands-on and you know, my baby came out with no drugs and no anything in her and, and she's thriving without ever being to a doctor. So, and I just think that, 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 that there's a natural way to do things and there's nothing wrong with that. People should embrace it a little bit more. Yeah. And it, it's, and there's so much corporate like money things that, that are run, govern the way we live our lives. And, and that's a lot of the health industry is bullshit mm-hmm. and they're, and they're force feeding these things to you through commercials, through scare tactics, through, all, all, a lot of things, you know, so people are, you know, I've told that to people many times, like, oh, we did a home birth and people are like, oh my God, you did, you did, oh, you guys are crazy. And I'm like, how do you think kids were fucking born yeah. for since the dawn of man? You yeah. know what I mean? It's not, it's a normal well, thing. Well, childbirth is just something that's so intense. It is. It is. It was fucking intense for it's sure. It's one of the most intense things in the world. My, you know, my wife killed as, it. As, yeah. As far as when it comes to she pain. Yeah. She's definitely got a, you Dude, know, seven hours, man. Cause you, Ooh, cause no, you're, no drugs. You're, you're not doing any drugs. Right. Mm-hmm. Like now women kind of like expect it. Like that's a thing that, you yeah. know, I don't want to have a kid without going without that numbing sensation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the problem. The scare, that's the scare tactic. They, right. they want, they have taught you and you know, the, 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 hospitals are getting kickbacks from these pharmaceutical companies. I mean, people would be, people are very ignorant to the fact that like, yeah, you don't think that this, this person that's doing C-sections, the people that, you know, all the drugs that they need for these certain procedures aren't getting something slid in their back pocket at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So yeah. And then, and then you, we watched our fair share of documentaries. Yeah. yeah, And then then you get, and then you get the, and then you get the, the more um, Hollywood side of it where it's like people are going scheduling C-sections and stuff. Uh You know what I mean? People are like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving birth on Thursday. I'm going to get a section it's like you realize that shit fucks up your stomach for the rest of your life like does it oh yeah scars it's you can never get rid of the fat around it there's a lot of issues with c-section Whoa. it's a major it's a real surgery you and know a c-section they, they, just they to let the people it. know it's just like where they cut up. yeah they cut it's a it's like Ooh. it's yeah it's just like um to the i believe it's the right side of your your abdomen here just so that it comes yeah. out it's an incision yeah it basically just it's it's supposed to be a last oh, it's supposed to be a last resort you know what I mean? It, it really is. Yeah, the baby can't come out or yeah, something. Yeah, it's supposed to be a last resort. You I'm know? grateful I'm not. a dude. So real quick, too, last, last question is, yeah, wh- why is it in the water? What's what's oh, the uh, yeah. whole process? It makes it's it easier? It's a transition, right? Yeah, it's a smooth transition for the baby. It also gives a little bit of weightlessness to the woman. 
Got so it. they're they're a little bit less pressure on their mm-hmm. belly and on their whole body. Oh. And and there's a, a large misconception on the way that babies should be born. Babies shouldn't you shouldn't give birth on your back. It makes no sense. It just doesn't. It, you, Upwards. You need gravity. <laughs> You know, if you look, oh, at, if you look at around oh, the world, uh, you know, women give birth um, crouching, squatting, because it's the way that the ba- the weight of your baby. Like is animals, pull. you see them do. Yeah, one hundred percent. So it's 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 just a. So on your back, I, is, it, it, it it takes longer and it hurts more. Yeah, that yeah, kind of makes sense. Though. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, and that's and that's why, like, you know, I mean, to get like, get, try not to get graphic. I mean, that's why you know, women, you know, end up like shitting themselves and stuff like that because oh, yeah, they're, they're pushing that. they're pushing really hard and they're sitting in this position where they're not even really using the right muscles and it's just an interesting it's an interesting thing this podcast you know, took a turn it did <laughs> it did no it's you know what you know Bro. what I think it's cool I think it's something love, that should it should be talked about you know and I think yeah. that people need to understand that that it's okay to look to look into things like this and and um and read some books and watch some documentaries and understand what you're getting yourself into I mean obviously having a child is a whole different thing now now it's it's, it's, it's difficult, man. I have so much respect for especially single parents, man. Holy shit. Oh yeah. It's, you know, luckily me and my wife both work for ourselves. My wife's a professional belly dancer. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she teaches and she teaches at our studio, which I haven't, in my office basically has another studio attached to it, which is like a workshop, like boutique type space. Like Where's people, that people can rent Downtown? it out. Yeah. It's in the arts district. Arts it's, district it's on, it's on Western and Oki. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's on Western and Oki, like right down the street from like, oh, nice, yeah, nice. like acres cannabis yeah, and like yeah, all right that there. Like right there. Um, and so we have a dance studio in there, but it's kind of like a multifunction space. Like if someone wants to rent it out, it's called Zend NLV. So yeah, so that's a, another kind of side business that we have. So she teaches in there and she does performances and travels and, you know, um, and teaches seminars and that kind of thing. So I'm sure that had a little bit of help with, with the pregnancy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to get back on topic. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Because we, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are coming up at forty, the 45-minute oh, mark. We didn't talk I'm, about I'm anything. I'm telling you, but I'm telling you, we, these podcasts is so hard for us to keep them at know, like an like, under-hour thing. Yeah, it's very hard. And I'm like, how many things do I want to talk about? <sighs> Bro, and the thing is, when you have the headphones on, you're listening to yourself talking, you can go on for a while. You it's know hilarious. what I mean? So I kind of have to play the, the yeah, bad yeah, guy no, here yeah. keep us on no, track. No, no, that we got definitely way off track. So, we, so, so we've talked about, about the murals, the whole business side of it, mm. but let's talk about the safety precautions. Are there any safety precautions that you have to undergo before doing a mural i mean we're osha certified so it's like you just have to take a class and that's only if you need a lift you know what i mean and then other than that it's like a lift being like that machine yeah like a boom or whatever you want to call it like a a scissor lift to get you into a certain position which you don't use all the time unless you need it um or and then the other thing you really need is is permitting um but i think you know i do think that, that there's a lot of there's a ton of walls out there there's a ton of walls out there that people can paint and there's a lot of people that ask me you know, I want to do a wall. I want to do a wall. How do I get on a wall? And I'm like, well, you're, you're, you're probably not ready for, for professional paid commission wall like that we have unless, I mean, unless they are, then that's fine. They probably have already done it before. Yeah. But for someone that hasn't done it, go knock on some doors, man. There's walls. There's there walls go. out there, man. It's there. It, it takes that initiative. You know what I mean? Like it, you, you got, you might have to do some free stuff for a while. And we did stuff for free. We've done a lot of stuff for free. I've lost a lot of money on things. Done oh, a yeah. lot of events for free. I've done a whole lot of things that, that didn't pan out the way I wanted to do. But at the end of the day, you take a good picture, you put it in your portfolio and you use that to market yourself on the next one. Boom. You know what I mean? Genius. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just, man. that's just the way, that's the way the, the if you want to do something and you want to, and you want to get to where, wherever your goal is, it, you need to work. <laughs> you got to yeah. work at it. There's a lot of work that people don't see that we do. There really is. It's like, there's a lot of time and, and c- consulting with people and getting the right 
thing done before it ever touches the wall. Yep. And that goes with events too. Mm-hmm. We haven't even really talked about events. Can we yeah, talk about I, yeah, events? I was, I was going to say, well, yeah, cause you have a, you yeah. have residency, right? Yeah. So well, we had, we had the beauty bar residency. That's no longer there. That one's gone. Rest in peace, beauty bar. RIP. Then we have C- container park once a month, which is the second Sunday. It's basically like a mini first Friday. Okay. So it's like, we have like 15 to 20 different vendors. It's similar to market in the alley. Um, uh, we started a little bit before they did, I believe. Um, but we just doing pop-ups with individual independent artists and I guess creators. So mm-hmm. people that do jewelry or clothing or whatever it is. And then we have live musicians on stage. Usually we have kid acts too, because it's an all ages venue. So we have like school of rock, which is a music, music school here That's in dope. the city that yep. teaches kids. And they, it's so cool. Cause they I teach. Like, talking about it. Yeah. She's dope. Yep. She's really, really good. So they, they, um, we did have some murals for them years ago. So I, re- I kind of opened a relationship with them and they, it's so cool. Cause those kids are playing like pink Floyd and like, Led yeah, Zeppelin and, so and it's so cool because it's like, this is stuff that they might not be listening to or, or take the time to learn. And like, it's teaching them history and, yep. and music, you know, music history and all that kind of thing, you know? So it's really cool. So we do a lot with them. Sometimes we have like my, my wife and her belly dance girls will come out and do do their thing or have like tap dance groups like i kind of keep it pretty loose yeah um and then um we have uh cut a rug which is our new the new b-boy show now that off the wall is gone yeah we cut a rug at gold spike that's the third thursday of the month every month so we do we do cut a rug inside that's hosted by arturo cut a rug mp art i should say mp art cut a rug third thursdays and then in the back we have downtown playground we kind of like we had the plant we had the we had the um the whole building right so we were like we need to do we need to activate both spaces because of that giant backyard, um, which we've done some murals and stuff back there too. So we did downtown playground because they have those big games out there and we're like, okay, well we'll, we'll invite our art community to come out and paint with us and sell product and sell their art and kind of just, you know, be out there to meet new people and that give them a vending opportunity. So that's, that's accompanied with, with cut a rug. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, we do a, a show every two months called Las Vaudeville, which is an amazing show. You guys got to come to Las Vaudeville. Las Vaudeville is just stands for the variety. Vaudeville was, um, the original form of entertainment prior to TV. Mm-hmm. So vaudeville was like like variety acts, basically. People would come to a theater and they didn't know what they were gonna see. They're gonna see a freak and they're gonna see a, a comedian and they're gonna see like a you know a Charlie Chaplin kind of like mm. like quiet like no you know it's mind. a variety show variety show. So right. so we kind of we we were going. I was going to a bunch of different things with my wife. Now like, since she's a belly dancer, there's belly dance like there's called Hoflas. They're like groups of shows with with women that belly dance, and then there's like magic shows and things that they usually kind of they kind of filter together. There's like a little bit of belly dance in the show. There's a little bit of magic and whatever. And I was just like, man, I like this show, but I really think I could do it. I want to do one. So, you know, we, we, that's kind of the cool thing about like our, the creative process of the events is that we, we do everything. You know I mean? We come up with the name, we come up with the branding, we come up with the flyers, we come up with all the content, all the curation of bringing the different DJs or bands or artists or comedians or whatever it may be. And that's like, you know, that's always kind of been like my, I feel like that was like my art, you know, Mm -hmm. was the creative side of it. It was like creating the right um, environment and atmosphere to make it make sense for everyone. So Lost Vaudeville is a really, really dope show. It's every two months. Um, and it's at Bunkhouse. Dope, man. Yeah, Vaudeville is sick. You guys got it. Isn't that man, we're, that's we're, a that sounds like fun, man. Yeah. We're, do, do, have you ever reached out to uh, Nothing to Do LV? Yeah, we do right? a lot. You guys, with, we do a lot okay. with Nothing to Do. Yeah, okay, nothing to cool. Do, yeah. We, we do a ton with them. We do a ton with, like I said, with NPR and, and Coco and nothing but love for those guys. They fucking kill it. That that concept, we, right away when they came out with it, I was like, dude, that's great. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's a, it's a lot of work too. So props to them. Yeah. To stay, yeah, up, on, to to stay up on that and, and stay up on that and, and, um, and also give give that like, equality too like they'll put a house show on there 
You know put a mean? bondage it's show so on there. It's so dope. A bondage show. Yeah. That's great. I know. I saw that. I was like, damn, is this like borderline like sketchy? Let's yeah. teach people how to like torture people. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you talking about like the, 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 the where they up. show you how to tie people yeah. up and stuff? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm down. Interesting. <laughs> He's there. Yeah, yeah. Every, and you every... said it's on uh, Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So come, if you can, yeah, if you can make it out to any of the shows, they're all, they're all free to the public. Um, actually, no, that's not true. Las Vaudeville is 10 bucks, but it's worth it. And that's really cheap. For it's a variety it show, man. Yeah, it has, it has 12 acts. So there's two, there's two. And it's a local, uh, yeah, local show, right? It's local. Yeah. There's, well, I do have, sometimes I'll have a headliner that's traveling or something mm -hmm. like a booze coming through or comedians. Sometimes mm -hmm. comedians are hard to book, man. It's just because who am I to say what the fuck's funny? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I think something's funny, doesn't mean you think it's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, true. so I, you know, you know what we're trying to get I a couple have of comedians on here, bro. Yeah. Trying. yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's yeah. hard to find Like uh, we actually were talking to, uh, one of the guys who, who, who performs with a uh, fluffy, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he well, We saw him he's at the MGM, funny. bro. He's hilarious because he has like this. He, uh, that he's already agreed to do the show, but it's like getting him on his schedule because he's traveling constantly. Yeah. So the time that he's in Vegas is really only when he does the show with Fluffy at MGM. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to coordinate schedules is like, uh, you know. Mm -hmm, but yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with you. It's 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 hard to book a comedian because certain, usually certain things are difficult. Certain things you can look at and, and and it's a little more black and white. What's good and what's not good. Yeah. There's a gray area with certain things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, even with music, but usually with music, you're like, all right, quality is quality you know what i mean and that's yeah. the same thing with art and and stuff like that but um trying to think of what other good project we have a lot of stuff coming up man oh well you know what we're doing we're doing the stratosphere so now now it's called the strat Ooh, the strat now it's called the strat yeah, are you doing strat. like the inside of it or so we're not or painting it we're doing we're doing a live art auction on the on the 108th floor on the observation deck like okay. not not the outside one the yeah. inside one now when right. you say live art auction you mean somebody paints it live yeah and then they it's, sell it it's actually it? we have 20 it was supposed to be 15 right. but now it's 21 because because I, I kept saying yes to, to homies that wanted to do it and uh, there's but there's some so real, is, it, is it kind of like a david garibaldi kind of thing no it's it's a it's a slower process okay. it's um it's it's uh it's it's more like uh they come with a piece already started we give yeah. it we give a theme that's what we were our original shows were these themes yeah. so this show is just it's called vegas made so it's just vegas oriented so it's just we need to give them something to paint towards so they come with something started they work on it live they finish it live each one of them has a corresponding auction sheet with God their damn, name this phone keeps i know falling, right bro. Jesus me. um has an auction they have an, a silent auction sheet next yeah. to their piece or neck or on a table with their with their number a coordinating number number to their piece so people put bids on their painting and buy their painting and then they buy it directly from the artist so when someone bids on this and I, and it's like okay you know keem wins number 15 or whatever mm -hmm. you come to me i give you this paper you take it to the artist and you guys deal it so that with that Ooh. way that way you're getting you're getting connection with the artist you're opening a door to maybe get tattooed by that person or Yo, buy a commission painting or whatever it's kind of giving you an introduction and, and you know hopefully that this transpires into being something more Man, lucrative that's so dope. you know more that's lucrative for dope. the artists you know we wanted we always wanted to make sure that we we're getting this art in the hands of people that are collectors or people that are new new to buying art you know and they're always very reasonably priced you know they, they the, the bids start at 150 and they you know they go up to you know whatever people go to but they rarely go higher than like 500 you know what i mean yeah. some of these pieces the pieces once they leave this auction are going to go if they are if they aren't bought they're going to go in a gallery and they're going to quadruple in price you know yeah. that's just the way it's going to go because people are here and they're they're already they're already willing to let their piece go for 150 bucks because that's the bare the bare minimum so if you go there and you bid 200 then no one bids on it above you you got it you know what I mean? So they're already willing to to do that for this show, and it's it's just a, a great community thing. That's the one we've been doing since mm -hmm. 2011, um, and we haven't done it in over a year. So this one now it's at the Strat. It's super high up, elevated. We're doing it during sunset hour, which is dope. So it's from seven to eleven. So you'll get the whole sunset view of the city. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's rad. So. It's 
Yeah, it's really dope. So that's the 28th, June 28th, and that's 7 to 11. It's actually 25 bucks, but it's free if you just RSVP to Vegas Made Art Auction at Gmail. So if you just send your, your first and last name to Vegas Made Art Auction at Gmail, it's free. Yeah, you'll have to send me the, the link. Yeah, yeah. That way I can put it in the description for the bio. Yeah. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, because yeah, because when we when we did it, we wanted the show to be free, you mm -hmm. know. And then yeah. they were like, "Well, it's twenty five bucks to just get up there." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit, it is." You know, being, damn, I didn't even you know. know. Yeah, see, being locals, we don't really go there. You know what I mean? Every mm -hmm. once in a you know once in a you know never basically never because <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. So so I was like, okay, well that's cool. Like, can we meet in the middle somewhere? Can you give me a guest list? Can you know, whatever? So they're giving us a two hundred person guest list. So Ooh, so nice. two hundred. So the first two hundred people at RSVP can get in free. There we go. Yeah. That's time. Yeah. You guys heard it here first. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be a really so if cool. If you just want to see the top and see some dope art, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, up. yeah. And, and you can go to the top and go on a ride if you want. Jump off the fucking building if you want. <laughs> they tried to get me to do that. I can't funny. do that, man. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm, too, I'm too concerned about my life. I was man. like, I want to do that sometime. The lady's like, you want to do it right now? I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm not ready. You can't just throw I just me. Have, I just had a kid. <laughs> yeah, I got to have some mental like time to, 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 to saturate on that for a minute. I, I think we kind of hit all the points that I kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, but before we wrap, because I do, we are hitting the one hour mark now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want to kind of let people know where they can find you, ISI yeah. Group, your personal Instagram, kind of, you know? Yeah, for sure. If you want to keep up on all the things that ISI Group does, it's um, the underscore ISI underscore group on Instagram. Instagram is the best way to, to keep up with what we do because it's daily posts of art, um, community events, cultural things, dance events, musicians, DJs artists um and a lot of different things that you can find out what we're doing ongoing other than that if you just want to see a lot of dope art then do art underscore collective which is mine and my brother's uh ig page that's just an art share page so it's just artists from around the world dope man yeah yeah dope thank you for joining us on the podcast man yeah, we appreciate uh, you guys yeah yeah well we we uh we kind of came cross paths on instagram and kind of yeah, talked yeah. talk yeah, about man. it no i, I started seeing you your work yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. wanted to have you on and kind of talk about it and i wish we had longer but it's like I said, it's so easy to hit that one hour. One hundred percent. But people want to see those thirty-minute episodes. <laughs> We're at an hour, so you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys a lot, man. Yeah, really, thank you I so sincerely much, man. appreciate. But thank it, you yeah. for joining us, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, put any, but we'll put your information down in the description down below. All those links. Make sure you send them to me on email. So yeah. I can put anybody, them on anybody, hit me up if you're interested in knowing more, or if yep. you have questions, or if you're a client and you want a mural, or or uh, even homes. We do in-home installation and stuff too. Oh, so a lot, a lot of different things. So it, don't be afraid to reach out, and and I can you can contact me directly on the Instagram. Um, or my business partner, Philip Lamone, that was not here today. He would be a dope host or a guest too, if you guys are interested. Completely different story than me. No. Know, bad background. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, I appreciate you guys. Of course, catch man. You on the, catch you on the flip side. Thank you, Thank you so for much, joining bro. us. And everybody who's tuning in on the video on YouTube or if you're, if you're just listening to the <laughs> podcast on iTunes, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in our next morning dinner. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I hope you guys liked that video that we did with Dana Anderson. We got more episodes coming up. Uh, we do an episode every week. So every Saturday, we try to drop a new episode. Uh, once again, don't forget to like click oh, to like mm. like don't no, forget no, to like it. and subscribe click that like button smash that like button throw a couple bananas at it drop a comment if you like this episode and let us he know said, what smash you smash like. that like button. You gonna cut me out for our finish. Smash that subscribe button. There you go. We need those more than them likes. Yeah. And please ring that we bell. We need the anal analytics. Ooh. An <laughs> we, need the, we need the analytics, guys. We need to hit a thousand subscribers. That's my goal. Yeah. What's your goal? I'm trying to hit a thousand subscribers this year, bro. We just hit 500. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs>
<laughs> he was like, I'm just happy we keep hanging out, bro. Hmm. This is the only time we get to hang out. So, but yeah, yeah click please. that like button, subscribe, and uh, let us know down in the comments down below which was your favorite part of the podcast. Or if you guys have any suggestions for who you want to see on the show, drop a comment down below, and we'll see you for show.